Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. (sighs) Spring is a time of renewal, so why not refresh your home with a little help from Blinds.com? We make getting custom window treatments a minor project with major impact. Choose from premium blinds, shades, and shutters. We even have options for your patio, too. Blinds.com invented a better way to shop for custom window treatments. There's no pushy salespeople in your home or inflated showroom prices. Our design experts can help you find the perfect window treatments on your schedule. We'll even send free samples directly to you. Plus, we can handle the measuring and installation for you. Unlimited window treatments installed for just one low cost. And with Blinds.com, you'll always get transparent pricing. No hidden fees. Our free shipping and 100% satisfaction guarantee can put the spring back into your step. And into your home, too. Shop Blinds.com right now and save up to 45%. Up to 45% off for a limited time at Blinds.com. Blinds.com. Rules and restrictions may apply. It's time to hear from some of the best high school baseball coaches in the state. It's time for the Pick and Save Wisconsin Baseball Coaches Association Show, presented by Pella Windows and Doors of Wisconsin. Let's turn it over to WBCA president and head coach at Oak Creek High School, Scott Holler, and 105.7 FM, the fan high school insider, big time. Mike McGivern. Welcome back to the Pick and Save. Wisconsin Baseball Coaches Association show presented by Pella, Windows and Doors of Wisconsin. So if you listen to a lot of my high school stuff, you know this 11 o'clock hour, or 11 o'clock segment, excuse me, has become one of my favorite segments. And I've told the story before. It's me sitting at Kern Electric, a client of mine, with uh, Ray Hoffman and Chuck Smith saying, I can't, I can't even pick up a newspaper, can't watch the news anymore. Everybody hates everybody. Nobody's telling good stories anymore. And they said, what are we going to do about it? I said, there's a lot of great kids at the high school level doing really good things. And they said, you know what? Let's do it. So our current electric superhero of the week. What makes someone a superhero? They can leap tall buildings in a single bound? No. Faster than a speeding bullet? No. More powerful than a locomotive? Absolutely not. Let us introduce you to what we believe superheroes are really about. It's time for the current electric superhero of the week. Our superhero of the week. She's a senior at Whitnell High School. And boy, oh boy, we got a lot to talk about. We're not, we'd have to do the entire hour to talk about the things that Sydney Reinhardt from Whitnell has done and is doing in her life. Sydney, thank you so much, and congratulations. This week's Kern Electric Superhero of the Week. Hi, thank you so much for having me. Yeah, you bet. Hey, let's talk about um, some of the things that, that are most important, I think, uh, I, I think, to you. And we had a couple of conversations. You love the fact that you're part of the tennis team. You've been part of that uh, the varsity tennis team at Whitnell uh, for four years. 
um, played really well in tennis, but we, we kind of got off that and talked about academics and your, your servant leadership heart a little bit. Let's start on the academic side. Your National Honor Society, a three-time MLB Brewer Student Achiever Award recipient, high honors uh, role recipient, and you've taken nine AP classes, which is incredible, all the time maintaining a 4.6 GPA. Uh, talk a little bit about why the, the, the academic side has always been so important to you. Yeah, for sure. So I've always just had some big goals in mind and definitely had to focus on my academics to reach there. So I've always been motivated by my parents and the teachers around me to always push myself and keep going and learning new things. And I honestly just love the process of learning new things and going into different fields and trying out new things. So taking nine AP classes wasn't just for the GPA. It was honestly just to learn new things and to really push myself and reach my goals. And let's talk about those goals if we can. Um, your your interest and what you, you hope to go to school for is what? Yeah, so I would love to study psychology and then go on to medical school and become a psychiatrist. What, what part of that field interests you um, so much? I just love learning how the mind works. It's honestly... One of the areas when I learn about it, it doesn't feel like I'm in school. It feels like I'm just learning about something I'm very passionate about. And I definitely see how it affects everyone around us today. And I would love to just help out and be a part of that new mission to combat that mental health stigma, but also be part of something that I'm super passionate about and I'm very interested in. Sydney, you know what? Uh, I can tell you, that's a really good field right now, especially, you know, the last 14, 15 months. I, I think there there's so many people that that are are really feeling some some feelings of depression and and some things that are going on in their life. So good for you that that I'm sure that you're going to be very very helpful for people when you get to that point. Um, I want to talk about DECA a little bit as well, and you have been really involved in DECA. Can you explain what that is for people that don't know? Oh, Sydney. We got uh, we got disconnected. We're gonna hey Jeff, if you could give her a call back. Um, let me tell you a little bit about about some of the things she's done, and I'm gonna ask her to tell you more about Deca because it's a really interesting program at the high school level that she's done really really well in, and she has been super involved as a leader. Um, her and her partner have done extremely well in in that in that arena. In fact. Um, Manus, I think it's Manus Aurora, is her partner in the travel and tourism event. They took first place in the state of Wisconsin, second place in the country, and seventh place in the world. And we'll talk to her about that that whole process um, when we get her back in. She's also really involved with her local uh, church, St. Mary's Parish. Last seven years, she's been an altar server, trainer for two years, um, in the parish, she's always gotten involved in, in different uh, community aspects of that church, visiting St. Vincent, serving food, participating in art therapy, uh, sexual assault survivors she's helped with. And then she tutors elementary students in math and high school students in chemistry. And so I don't know where she has the, the time, but she also works at, at A&W in Hales Corners. And uh, so she's finding time to do all this. And, and it's funny because at that level, I tell kids, I, and I didn't even know where my socks were. We've got Sydney back on. Sydney, sorry about that. Uh, do we have her, Jeff? 
Sydney, are you there? Yes. Okay, yes. sorry about that. So I've talked about St. Mary's Parish, and I've talked about uh, A&W and Hales Corners. Let's talk a little bit about DECA, and can you explain what that is to people? Yeah, so DECA is an organization that prepares high school students to become the next leaders of the world and go into business and entrepreneurship fields as well. And let's talk a little bit about you. You're extremely involved with that program. Yes, I have been involved since freshman year. I honestly didn't really know what DECA was when I signed up for it, but I knew that it was full of new opportunities and a lot of different types of activities. So when I signed up, I just kind of looked at everything that they offered, and I kind of just jumped in right away with the volunteering. And there's also a competition aspect that I've been involved in since freshman year as well. And and your partner, is it Manus Aurora? Manus Aurora, Manus. yes. So... You took first place in state, second place in the country, and seventh place in the world? Yes, it was a huge accomplishment for us. It's been our dream since we've competed together since sophomore year to even reach the international level and then to be a top 10 finalist and then get seventh in the world and second in the country. It was literally a dream come true. It was amazing. Wow, that that's awesome. Some of the Thank other you. things that you've done with DECA to raise money and food for the Hunger Task Force, we're not going to have a ton of time to get into. You also raised money for Special Olympics with the Polar Plunge. Did you take the Polar Plunge? Yes, I have. It, it was definitely an interesting experience, but I'm very glad I did it. I, I'm not sure I could have you. as a, You must be like half nuts. That's what I'm saying. How, how <laughs> yes. cold? Yeah, that had to be crazy. Were you a little nervous before you did that? Oh, I was extremely nervous, and it was a very cold day outside um, in downtown Milwaukee, but it was definitely um, a bucket list experience, and uh, I definitely am glad that I've done it once in my life. I can tell you that. What's the chance of you doing it again? Um, I, I think I'm good with one time, <laughs> but um, you know, the raising the money is the most important part to me. How, um, yeah. how long did it take you to warm up? Um, it's like a, it's like a solid uh, hour probably to get back to room temperature. <laughs> hey, yeah. you're not doing that again. I could find a company to sponsor this, and you know we could raise a couple thousand dollars. I don't, I still don't know right. if I could get you to do that again. Hey, one of the questions that I love, um, and and again we are talking to uh, Sydney Reinhardt. She is our current electric superhero of the week from Whitnell High School that I really like talking to, to our superheroes about, that servant leadership heart that you obviously have, where do you think that came from? I definitely think it's been instilled in me um, through my the way that my parents have raised me, but I think it's definitely just strengthened every day with the people that are around me. My teachers and the coaches around me, they just go above and beyond to help people, and especially my parents as well. They are probably the most inspiring people in my life. They always have that mindset as well. So it's so easy to just follow suit and to just realize the importance of helping others every day. What's your mom and dad's names? My mom is named Nancy and my dad's name is Bill. So Nancy and Bill, I hope they're listening. I do. And if they, if they're not listening, I hope they get a chance to hear this segment because I, you know, Cindy, as a parent, I always used to say that the term, I just want to know what my kids are like when they can't smell my cologne, right? I'm not, yeah. in the, I'm not around the corner. I'm not in the car. I'm not. And obviously, if Nancy and Bill get a chance to hear this interview, and when I ask that question, and you talk about them being just great role models for you, uh, they're going to feel awfully good about what you're going to be like when you when you leave and you go up to Madison, and they, they, they're going to feel like, man, we did 
we did the best that we can. It's now up to her, and they feel sure they're going to feel very confident about you know, the, the adult that you will become. How excited are you uh, about getting away and getting to Madison, getting on that campus? Uh, I'm actually going to miss my family so much, but I'm definitely going to just be an hour away, so that's awesome. But I've visited the campus a few times, and I'm really excited to just explore. It's a huge campus, yep. so there's a lot to explore. And I'm really excited to meet new people and just really focus on my psychology work and getting into that as well. Do you have any idea where you're going to live? Have they given you that yet? Um, we've submitted our preferences, but we don't know where we're living yet. So my wife went to school up there in freshman year. She lived in Og. And oh, yep. yeah. I, I used to go up there a lot. And one day um, I got in the elevator to go to her room and the door opened up. And my cousin got in the elevator. I'm like, hey, man. He goes, hey, what are you doing here? I go, what are you doing here? He lived one floor. Like she was in, I don't know, 609. He was in 509. Oh, my gosh. And it was like three-quarters of the way through the year. I said, my girlfriend lives on the fifth floor, sixth floor. And he goes, who is it? I said, Terry. He goes, you got to be kidding. She lives. I'm in 509. She's in 609. I said, well, you watch out for her. It, you know what? It is. It's a huge campus. But, man, she just loved it up there. And it's uh, there's so many things to do. And, you know, you, you want to make sure that you still take care of your, your grades. But there's a lot of things to get involved with. And you're going to meet some really interesting people. Yeah, for sure. I'm so excited. Sydney, thank you so much. I, I appreciate so much your time, and congratulations. The P, the people over at Current Electric are so proud of you, and I told you this on the air, that after these segments at 11.15 every Saturday, man, if half of our Current Electric superheroes of the week come back and they're the leaders in this community, including you, Sydney, we're going to be fine. I have no worries. Thank you so much for having me. I really appreciate it. Yeah, you, you are so well. Hey, last question, Whitnell. Whitnell, is, uh, they, they've got you ready to go to Wisconsin and academically. You're a big Whitnell High School fan. Yeah. They love you. Thank you. Yeah, they're going to miss you like crazy. I have to tell you that right now. Sydney Reinhardt, thank you so much. We're going to get to a break. Other side of the break, Josh Schaub. He is the commissioner of the American Association of Independent Baseball, will join us. This is the Pick and Save Wisconsin Baseball Coaches Association show presented by Pella Windows and Doors of Wisconsin on 1250 AM, The Fan. Welcome back to the Pick and Save Wisconsin Baseball Coaches Association show presented as always, by Pella Windows and Doors of Wisconsin. Well, I want to thank, definitely want to thank Kern Electric for, for doing that Kern Electric Superhero of the Week and Sydney Reinhardt from Whitnell High School. Man, what a what a future that she has. And uh, looking forward to, to seeing as she gets uh, up to Wisconsin, she'll do great things for this community. We're now joined. He is the commissioner of the American Association of Independent Baseball. We get to have him on for one segment. He's a busy guy. He's Josh Schaub. Hey, Josh, how you doing? Good. How are you, sir? I'm good. Hey, let's talk about the American Association of Independent Baseball. First of all, how long have you been, uh, been part of that? I uh, joined the association in March of 2019. My predecessor, Miles Wolf, had been the commissioner prior to that since the existence of the league. So I'm only the second commissioner in the history of the league. And hey, can we get your background? It's a really interesting background. I, I just think uh, you're—you've got your law degree, right? 
I do. And I do. you uh, you decided sports was definitely some of the things that you wanted to be involved in. You've been involved a lot. Um, and you're a, a scout for the for our Milwaukee Brewers, correct? Yeah, and I can take you back to Genesis, and you know, obviously your <laughs> listeners probably be familiar uh, with a lot of what I'm about to talk about. So I think it's worthwhile. But I grew up in Monaco, Wisconsin. My father was very heavily involved in amateur athletics growing up. Worked for the WIAA state track meet, state volleyball tournament. I worked with him at the state baseball tournament. He was a coach. He was the president of the school board. He was a referee of seven sports. So I observed a lot of athletic events as a child and actually worked in administration for him and, you know, volunteering and doing the little things. So my, my history and my love for the business of sport goes a long way back. And then I went off to the university of Wisconsin lacrosse as a major in sports management, and then left it there to go work for the brewers in scouting first as an intern under Jack Sorensic, Tom Flanagan, and then Harvey Keene Jr. And I met one day in the office and Harvey uh, so graciously invited me out on the road with him and I learned how to scout. And starting in about late 2005 through 2013, I served as his associate while I was going through law school. I had mid, uh, the Midwest, Minnesota and Wisconsin, spent a ton of time in the Metrodome uh, scouting all the way until two, three in the morning, some nights watching like Hamlin versus McAllister, South Dakota <laughs> State versus whoever. And just grounded out, met a ton of scouts, you know, because scouts were coming in all the time in the Metrodome. So made a lot of great connections. Um, and then at the same time, like I said, going to law school, started my own law firm, uh, did bankruptcy first because it was 2008 to 2011. And then in 2013, I started to represent buyers and sellers of minor league baseball properties. And I came across the deal myself, bought with some partners, the Joliet Slammers of the Frontier League. I owned that for three years. Then I bought a prospect league team. And in that same time, I became the commissioner of a professional soccer league. And then um, Miles Wolf, like I said, my predecessor, stepped down um, as the American Association Commissioner position opened up. Some contacts I made reached out and asked me if I would consider the position. I did that. Uh, today, I still practice law. Um, in emerging technologies and sports, I represent as general corporate counsel five other sports leagues, and then I sit as the commissioner of the American Association. Man, you are busy. You are. You are. Yeah, bu- and there, there's a lot more in there, but that's the, yeah. the cliff notes. Do you know what? And and I'm not kidding. And if you were available for three or four segments, and if we can get you back later in the year, I would love that because looking at your bio and reading all the things that you are involved with and have been involved with, there are so many different areas that I would love to talk to you on. I, I worked, um, I was director of sales and marketing for the Milwaukee Wave and the Milwaukee Rampage and the Milwaukee Mustangs and was yeah. the general manager for an indoor soccer team down in Chicago and ran that thing right into the ground. I was not a soccer guy, <laughs> just so you know. That's a tough sport. That's, That's a, a tough, tough sport and to sell. When yeah. you play at the UIC Pavilion, people are trying to get out of downtown Chicago, not come back. <laughs> hey, I did a Cabrini, yeah, Green, Cabrini Green night, and we had yeah. busloads of kids that – Man, Cabrini Green's a tough, tough neighbor. You know, it was just one of the tougher housing projects in the in the country. And when they left, I got a call from UIC Pavilion. They didn't, they couldn't find any of their uh, fire extinguishers. Yikes! All of them. That game cost our team so much money. Not even funny. One day we'll have that conversation. Hey, let's talk about the health of the league. Um, you guys got through COVID. I know the Milkmen played last year, playing again this year. How hard was that as a commissioner? What a tough time for you kind of to take over in your your first year or second year with that. 
Yeah, I get asked that a lot, and I'll, I'll rewind all the way back to March of 2020 so people remember kind of the experience and what we were feeling. I, in fact, was right in the middle of soccer season two, and I had teams in flight to their destinations. And I remember the NBA canceled the game, and then some NBA games went. NHL was considering canceling, and I pulled the plug on three games. So that was soccer, but baseball, we're literally 60 days away from opening day oh. approximately. Our teams had expended all kinds of capital in the offseason getting ready for the season, and we had decisions to make. And the American Association, from the outset, was not going to bow down to the pandemic before we absolutely had to. So we, we determined the government would have to tell us we couldn't play. So as time marched on in April and May and shutdowns are happening and then case counts were going down, certain municipalities within the league opened the door for us to have baseball with limited capacities. And it was primarily in the northern sector of our league. So this is Sioux Falls, Fargo, uh, Milwaukee, Chicago, eventually St. Paul. And then Winnipeg determined they were going to play on the road the whole season to keep their brand on the shelf for the Winnipeg fans, which tremendous um, owner Sam Cates made that decision. And truthfully, a lot of credit goes to those owners that determined it was in the best interest of their membership in the American Association and for their fan base to put the banner out for 2020. And I'll tell you, it wasn't because there was a huge financial pot of gold at the end of the rainbow. They did it because they thought it was the best for their community. We thought we could do it in a safe manner, in a healthy manner for fans, staff, and players, and we did that. In fact, during the course of our season, we only had one suspended game. We only had 12 positive cases, nine of which we believe were false positives because the players tested negative and multiple tests within 72 hours after that. So we had thick protocols in place, but not unreasonable protocols. Um, so we successfully pulled off a season. We were the only professional baseball league to play a traditional circuit in 2020, meaning we actually traveled with fans among cities, and we did it safely. It, it was probably the proudest moment of my professional career that we pulled that off. And I will tell you, after Milwaukee won the championship in Sioux Falls, there was a huge weight off our shoulders. <laughs> the season well, ended, but I'm so happy we did it. Man, I can tell you that Milwaukee Milkmen, if you have not been to a game, it's just something, it's so much fun, and it's a great family atmosphere. You know what, uh, Zimmerman's doing, Mike's doing a great job over there, and everything is fun, and it's it's very reasonable, and there's really good baseball being played, and you get a chance to kind of just relax, sit back, watch good baseball. There, you can bring your kids there no matter what age. They, they'll they have fun with everything that's going on. Um, look, I've had, uh, I've had Mike in studio a couple of times. In fact, uh, one time he came in and he was playing in like a, I don't know, 40 and over baseball game, and he came in his uniform and then ran out the door to go play baseball. And I told him as he was running out, I said, Mike, I worked in, in, in your game, not baseball, but with the Mustangs and, and the Wave and stuff. Yeah. I said, man, you and I would either have done great things together or we would have killed each other in 10 minutes. And he started <laughs> laughing. He said, hey, I'm a passionate guy. He's done a great thing for this community. There's no doubt. Mike is one of our greatest operators in both soccer and baseball. And yep. the thing I like about the Milkman, he's built a really unique culture in a very short time. One, the culture is very hardcore fans for the American base, American Association baseball products, meaning they follow the players, they know the staff, they're passionate about winning. Because one of the things about minor league baseball that I think is missing 
is people just assume, well, 80% of the fans walk out and don't know the score. It's all about group sales. We're never going to pick up the hardcore fans. Let me tell you something. American Association fans love us because we play to win. We play to win, and that's different than affiliated minor league baseball, who's not even this year playing playoffs. They play to develop players. Our players come to your city, Milwaukee, and Franklin specifically, because they want to be there. They're not assigned there. And what Mike has done is cultivated that winning culture in Milwaukee, coupled with a great entertainment product. So he provides family-friendly entertainment along with that hardcore baseball culture, and I think that's really hard to pull off, very hard to pull off. And very few operators in the country can do that, but he's built it there, and it's going to be special for a long time. Hey, um, so they open up. Uh, they open up on the 25th of May at home against Winnipeg, and they've got games. You can go to their website, uh, MilwaukeeMilkmen.com, and I, I would go to the, the, the website of the league. Yeah, and because there's some really great things on that website, American Association of Independent Baseball. And one of the things when I worked for the sports marketing company that I loved working with independent baseball teams because I could bring them ideas that they went, you got to be kidding. Yeah, let's do that. We, we did a thing with a couple of the teams. This is years ago, years and years ago, called the Keebler K-Man of the game. And they would pick a team, a, a player from the opposite team, and say, hey, tonight, this guy's a Keebler K-Man. And there was a guy named Matt Noakes who he would, they, they named him. He used to play with the Yankees and the Tigers. Yep. And they named him the Keebler K-Man. If he struck out, they had kids throwing free cookies into the crowd. He struck out. Yeah. He's on deck. And the announcer, while he's on deck, somebody's hitting. He goes, hey, ladies and gentlemen, look who's on deck. That's, hey, we're going to get free cookies again. Hey, Matty Noakes, Matty, look up here. Matty kind of looked up. He goes, what's the chance? Well, Noakes hit a ball that's still still rolling. That's how far he hit it. And Noakes just started laughing. And I thought, this is so fun. Like, you guys just have a good time at this. There isn't, like, it's not like the, the, the announcer can't talk while the, you know, the catcher's talking to the pitcher. This guy used to go, hey, what do you think they're talking about? Hey, what kind of pizza you want tonight? I don't know. What kind of pizza you want tonight? And it was just fun for me to be a part of that kind of stuff. There's no doubt. And uh, the uh, website, aabaseball.com, we have a new website we just launched. Everyone should check it out. Um, great content on there, great access to our teams. We've got a new studio show that's going to debut on Monday, um, maybe even Tuesday morning, opening day. It'll be the preview for the season. Alice Bostinovsky from uh, Canada is doing our studio show called uh, Across the Association. We also have daily whip-arounds, so three-minute highlight packages and then just conversations about the league three times weekly and then for a Facebook Live and then uh, daily for our highlights. So aabaseball.com. And I should mention before I, I delve into the irreverence of our league is that we're now a major league partner league. What that means, and people have been asking a lot, is are you going to be corporate baseball, meaning is major league baseball going to tell you how to run your business? Absolutely not. We maintain our autonomy. We're just sitting under the umbrella of one baseball, which is a vision to grow baseball within this country, and we are an integral part of that. Because of where we sit, the stadiums we play in, the operators we have, the players we have, we are a conduit to create baseball fans. So I just want to start with that. But to your point about our league, we have um, affectionately been known as Rebel Baseball for years, yep. meaning we don't play by the same rules as affiliated baseball or, or really high-level professional baseball in that we can entertain fans. And players aren't going to get bent out of shape about it. Major League Baseball teams are going to be bent out of shape about it. It's a very serious game on the field, very serious. Our players play to win, as I said. 
but we can be irreverent, meaning taking very serious things and making light of them. And we affectionately say we are rebel baseball over corporate baseball, for sure. And it's speaking exactly what you talked about with the Matt Noak story. We can be ultra creative with what we do. And we are entertainment. We are dinner theater at the end of the day, but with very serious baseball um, layered on top of that. You know, I was uh, I was at another game, and they it, and this is again a long time ago, but they would charge you a dollar if you wanted to make a PA announcement. It's a dollar, and all <laughs> the money went. All, all the money you had to keep it clean. All the money went to a charity, and this very attractive young girl said, "Hey, I lost my ride, and I've had two beers. I'm wondering, can I get a ride home?" I never laughed so hard because I've never seen more guys going, "Hey, hey." Hey, I'll, yeah, yeah, come here. One, what's your name? I and I laughed, and she giggled, and her boyfriend came and said, "Really, knock it off." And it was like her <laughs> playing a joke. And I just thought, man, the baseball in the field is great, but there's so much fun at this park. You could go get a haircut. A guy walked in with a tie on. The whole crowd started yelling, "Take off the tie! Take off!" He didn't take off the tie. Somebody from the team came and cut the tie in half, and the place went crazy. <laughs> and I'm just telling you, Josh. All that fun stuff, but yet when you concentrate on what's going on in the field, you're right. It's very good baseball. Hey, I got a text from a mutual friend of ours. Uh, Larry Sales said, please oh, yeah. say hello to Josh for me. Larry, uh, great guy. Larry is a tremendous – he was tremendous with the wave for so many years, so many years. Yep. And, uh, yeah, fond, very fond memories of, of Larry, and uh, the MASL owes Larry a lot. He was one of our best administrators in the league. 100%. Um, and what he did with the wave and dealings with the league. So thank you, Larry, and I appreciate it. I hope you're doing well. The amount of love that I have for him and his wife is incredible. I have so much respect yeah. for them. Hey, Josh, please, um, I would love to be able to, to to do two segments with you next time because there's so much that I could ask you. This website is really good, and I would yeah. recommend any baseball fans go aabaseball.com aabaseball.com and there's so much good information it's a it's a really easy website to get through and when they start those that wrap around videos and stuff it's going to even be better take a look at this josh well done not bad for a boy from Manaqua. not bad huh not it's a, bad it's a good old boy from Manaqua, yeah making it so if i can leave with one plug sure. aabaseball.tv that's our our streaming platform subscriptions are now available to watch all of our games. We do have free content available on there. And then we also always have one Facebook game of the week. So fans can watch the American association product uh, for free once a week. And it's on the Facebook live or excuse me, Facebook watch app. So that's out there as well. But I encourage fans to check out AABaseball.tv to see a brand of baseball at the minor league level. That's about playing to win. That's really important to us. And it's different than what you're going to see in affiliated baseball. And I'll tell you why, just in closing, and this is for the baseball fans out there that may not know this, but a lot of those players you go see in affiliated baseball are told to do certain things that are not necessarily directly towards winning the game. So, for example, you might see a pitcher out there struggling. It's because he was told to throw 15 change-ups in that outing. You might see a pitcher out there that says, hey, listen, you're going to throw all your fastballs in the upper third of the zone. No matter what happens, that's what we want you to work on. We don't have that in our league. We have double-A AA and triple-A and major league caliber players that had service time in the major leagues even last year out there playing to win. So it's a different product than what you're going to see from affiliated ball, but in the same types of stadiums with the same amount of entertainment and the same kind of food and uh, amenities. So I just want to leave it with that plug. Yeah, and for, trust me, 
Yeah, go on. Look, go on that website, aabaseball.com. But go on. If you want to see what we're talking about, Milwaukee Milkmen do as good a job as anybody. I'm telling you, and not only in the league, but maybe in the country. And They just really make the whole event just a really fun event that you can bring your kids to. Josh, thank you so much. I really appreciate it. And you know what? Well, well done as far as being a great ambassador for the state of Wisconsin. Thank you for that. Appreciate it, sir. Thank you, Mike. You got it. Josh Schaub, Commissioner, American Association of Independent Baseball. We're going to get to a break. Other side of the break, A.J. Vukovic. He is, uh, speaking of minor league baseball, he is uh, he is with the uh, Arizona Diamondbacks. And we're going to talk to him about the difference between playing with the hitters and R.J. and playing where he is right now. we got a lot of questions for him. And I've known A.J. for a while. Sometimes I've liked him. There's one time I didn't like him at all, and I'm sure we'll talk about that on the other side of the break as well. This is the Pick and Save, Wisconsin Baseball Coach Association show presented by Pella Windows and Doors of Wisconsin on 1250 AM, The Fan. Welcome back to the Pick and Save Wisconsin Baseball Coaches Association show presented by Pella Windows and Doors of Wisconsin on 12:50 a.m. The Fan. I'm Mike McGivern, and we are now joined by a young man playing minor league baseball. He is AJ Vukovic. AJ, how you doing today? I'm doing really good. How are you doing? Good. I appreciate you waking up this early, man. I know it was a late night for you, getting home pretty late. I was going back and forth with your dad, and, and yeah. I said, hey, I'm going to text him around this time. He said, ah, can you wait about an hour? Because you didn't get home till about 2.30. <laughs> yeah, no, for sure. It's, a, it's definitely long nights, but um, you know, I try not to sleep too late, just try to get my day going, and uh stay on my feet so yeah no I'm glad to be here hey thank you so much so uh, before we went to a break I said I've almost almost always loved being around AJ but there was one time I didn't like him so much we don't really have to get into that if we don't want to but that was uh you know I still uh I still mad at you for that yeah no for sure I uh, I definitely missed those uh, basketball days for sure we had some fun ones <laughs> we did and you know what I mean I can always say look out of the three times I got you twice yeah. but you always got the hammer don't you right yeah no for sure I guess uh, we got the bigger one but then the next year you guys came back and won the whole thing so yeah I was gonna like tell you boy too bad you weren't in the studio I'd show you this big ring I ha- I don't even wear the thing AJ <laughs> I'm just I'm only kidding hey let's talk a little bit about that transition um, yeah. for you you know we uh, earlier in the show we had a young man that plays at Whitefish Bay High School who's part of the hitters and I yeah. told him that you were gonna come on he said man that's awesome and the the idea of your day to day right now, because this is your job, um, yeah. the the love for baseball is still there, correct? Oh yeah, for sure. And uh, you know, him being a high schooler at Whitefish Bay and playing for hitters, I think is a a really good thing because I would say that's the thing that uh, prepped me the most for pro baseball was uh, playing for hitters at RJ over there and. Um, they really get you ready with a, a good summer schedule, spring schedule, fall schedule. Um, they're playing, you know, 100 games a year, and uh, it really prepares you for college or pro ball, and um, you really learn how to get after it over there. So um, under that program, he's in really good hands. Yeah, he's. Uh, I think he was. He was the one saying he was heading to Tulane to play, and and I said, hey, RJ was in the studio one time. 
He doesn't have a big sense of humor. He goes, no, he does not. He does He does not. And I thought RJ was great when he was in studio and does a great oh, yeah. job. AJ, the decision, um, yeah, look, you were all set to go to Louisville to play baseball. Mm-hmm. And the decision, um, when, when, when you got drafted as high as you got drafted, was that a difficult decision for you to make? Yeah, I mean, it, it's always a difficult decision just because, you know, I was committed to Louisville when I was a freshman in high school. Um, and, you know, I grew up wanting to play college baseball and watch the College World Series on TV um, and I had a really good opportunity there and had a bunch of friends at Louisville and knew it was good coaching and um, that I would be in really good hands. Um, but, yeah, it was a really tough decision. And I always knew I wanted to play pro baseball, and um, I thought this was the best opportunity in a really good organization that was going to um, help me get better every day. Um, and I just really trusted them and, uh, didn't think I could pass up the opportunity, and uh, I'm really glad I made the decision I did. Hey, so um, look, the, the the difference between the kind of pitching that you would see when you were playing for hitters or playing here in the state of Wisconsin, it's it's a totally different animal with what you're doing now. And let me tell people, you're playing for the Visalia Rawhide, mm-hmm. and again, part of the Diamondbacks Association and their minor league program has has. Is that the part of that transition for you that's been uh, the most difficult? You know, I mean, it honestly hasn't been that bad. I mean, the only thing is, you know, playing every single day. But honestly, with hitters, we kind of did the same thing. Um, I would just say the level of competition is obviously just sped up. Um, And the more you play every day, the more you get used to that. And, uh, you know, we're at the field all the time. I mean, we play at at six. 50 every night is, is game time and you know we're at the field at um 11 in the morning doing stuff getting ready and got a bus ride got a whole practice before and so it's pretty much you know you're doing it all the time and watching video and you know you kind of know what to expect it's it's all about just going out there and executing hey so do you guys uh... How much it is the, you know, getting in, in the weight room, lifting weights, is that mandatory? Is it, you know, is, is your day pretty much, look, you know exactly I got to get the field here. I got, you know, 20 minutes to, to get dressed and ready. I've got to be at right. this station, that station. Is that kind of what the day is? Right. I mean, yeah. So the days are, they're pretty planned out. I mean, our, our weightlifting trainer gives us, we have to get be in the weight room two days a week. Um, so we play pretty much, uh, six days a week and, uh, Mondays are always off. So, um, I, I find the time when my body's feeling the best just to get in there or maybe when I have an off day the next day or I'm DHing the next day, I'll get in there. Um, but it's really on you. It's important to take care of your body. Um, and that's important. You know, I wake up in the morning, try to get some good food, um, head over to the field and do all my stretching and stuff like that. And, Sometimes you'll have early work um, with the coaches, which is just a couple guys doing some early defense or early hitting extra work and get some lunch, head on the bus and head over to the stadium and get ready there. So um, it's really all about being focused all the time and um, really just staying top of your staying on top of your body so you can stay in the lineup this season. Hey, what when you talk about pitchers at that level, you know what are they throwing it in the upper 80s, in the mid-90s? What, what, uh, where, where are they at with that? Yeah, you know, I would say, I would say the majority of the, the starting pitching is, I would say average is anywhere from 90, 90, 
293 to 95. Wow. Um, and then, you know, we're seeing a lot of relievers that have, that have been, you know, I would say the, the average reliever we face is probably 95 to 96, a uh, few 98. Um, and, you know, what at this level, you know, especially me being out of high school is, you know, um, getting used to the velocity, which I think, you know, I'm in a pretty good spot right now. Um, but when they – some of these guys got some tough off-speed pitches I haven't even faced yet, like fork balls or splits, um, stuff like that. So it's just being able to recognize those type of pitches, and um, a lot of it's just reps seeing that, and um, eventually it slows down a little bit. So um, that's one thing about baseball. The more you do it, uh, the more it slows down for you. Yeah, 100%. You're, I don't know, 18, 19 years old, and, and right. I, I would assume that – Look, it just gets a little frustrating because you've had so much success, you know, anywhere you've played in any sport right. you've you've played in, and all of a sudden now you you got to be able to close your eyes at night and say, okay, this is just part of the journey. No, exactly. Yeah, for sure. You know what you're getting into in pro ball, and uh, that's what uh, baseball is. It's an up and down roller coaster, and um, you know all you can do is uh, feel good about yourself uh, when you get in the box and be confident. And, uh, you, you know, me and my dad always say simple goals. You know, I'm going to try to put, you know, all these balls in play today hard or, um, you know, have, have good win every pitch. That's all you got to do. And, um, you know, eventually the, the talent takes over and, um, you know, some hits that um, might go right to guys later in the season might, might find a hole. So um, just keep putting the ball in play and being on time to hit every pitch and you'll be in a good spot. AJ, um, a couple years ago when you were in the um, the home run derby during the All Star yeah. game, I I don't know why I was nervous. Like yeah. why why would I be nervous? I'm just sitting here, you know, hoping that 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 you do really well and win the thing. What was that like for you? You know, yeah, that was that was probably uh, that was up there uh, one of my favorite uh, baseball moments. I had my parents in the stadium. Um, it was at the All Star home run derby, which was awesome, getting in front of all the fans and. Uh, me and my dad were on the field, and, uh, you know, yeah, we were sitting there watching it, and, um, yeah, I, I was a little nervous, like, watching it, thinking, you know, yeah, I'm going to be going out there and stuff, but when I when I got out there and they started throwing me um, pitches, it wasn't, I wasn't really thinking thinking twice. It was uh, it was really fun. That was that was a really cool experience. And the, the guy that you, um, who ended up winning it, you took second, it seemed yeah. like you guys were buddies. Yeah, so I mean that his name's Blaze Jordan. So you know, a lot of those high school guys you play with and different high school tournaments and uh, events and showcases and stuff. So uh, yeah, he ended up getting drafted by the Red Sox last year. So um, yeah, so no, yeah, me and him are, are uh, buddies, and uh, yeah, we always you always meet guys along the way. It's pretty cool. I got to tell you, one of the things AJ that um, I like the most with with your story is your family is as close-knit as there yeah. is. You know, I've had a chance to talk to your dad quite a bit, and your sister Morgan. Your mom was in studio with me right. shaking her head and talking. And and I just really enjoy the fact that I can kind of follow what's going on with you by being friends with your mom and dad and, yeah. and being able to kind of follow all of that, that whole journey. And, and I love the fact that I don't, if there's a bigger cheerleader for you than your mom, dad, and and, and sister, I I don't I can't find them because they're just so proud of you. Yeah, for sure. No, it's 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 awesome. They're my biggest fans and supporters, and uh, yeah, we're all super close. My parents were out here for the first uh, couple weeks of the season, 
um, to watch, and that was really cool. Um, so, yeah, me and my dad have been working on hitting ever since I've been um, a little kid, and my mom has always been driving me to all the tournaments since I've been, you know, eight, nine years old. So um, it's really cool to see. My sister's always been in the stands throughout the years. So um, to be able to, like, enjoy this experience as a family is uh, super cool, and uh, hopefully we can keep it going. And, uh, yeah, I'm just really thankful for them. Man, AJ, thank you so much for your time. I appreciate you getting up early and understand that there is – look, there, there's so much love for you back here in this area, and everybody's yeah. pulling for you. But you know what? At the end of the day, you're AJ Vukovic, not AJ Vukovic, the baseball player. You're AJ Vukovic. All right. All, when you're doing little kid camps here and helping other kids, you know, fall in love with the sport that that uh, that you're in love with, it's that, that's the kind of stuff that 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 we love talking about. And when I get a chance to talk to Randy about you being a little kid playing his basketball you know, camps and being part of his basketball stuff at East Troy. Yeah. He said, man, this kid was, he was uh, a beast when he was like in fourth grade, man. There's, there's no yeah. difference. That's just who he is. So, you know what, any chance you get, you get down a little bit, just to understand there are a lot of people here pulling for you. Oh yeah, no, for sure. Thank you very much. I really appreciate that. And yeah, that at the end of the day, that's what you got to realize, especially in um, a sport like baseball when it's so up and down is, um, just come back to, you know, why you play the game and who you play the game for. And that'll, that'll keep you going and motivated. And, uh, yeah, you always got to keep your head high and knowing where you're at. And a lot of kids don't get this opportunity and, uh, you want to keep working hard every day to show, uh, kids, you know, what you can do and how far you can make it, especially, uh, Wisconsin baseball player. hundred percent. He is AJ Vukovic. Again, he was a fourth round, 119th pick overall, Arizona Diamondbacks. And uh, we certainly wish him well. He's always been, him and his family have been very kind with their time for me on this show. AJ, anything you need, let me know and uh, keep up the good work. Yeah, no, for sure. Thank you again for having me and uh, really appreciate the support. And, uh, yeah, let me know if you ever need anything. You got it. I may come out there and uh, I all I need is a ticket. I'll buy dinner. Yeah, yeah all right. Yeah, that sounds good. I'm in for that. You got it. AJ Vukovic, <laughs> thank you very much. We're going to get you a break. This is the Pick and Save. Wisconsin Baseball Coaches Association show presented by Pella, Windows and Doors of Wisconsin on 1250 AM, The Fan. Welcome back to the Pick and Save Wisconsin Baseball Coaches Association show presented by Pella, Windows and Doors of Wisconsin on 1250 AM, The Fan. Man, what a great show. It was fast, and we were all over the place. I want to thank the boys from Whitefish Bay uh, baseball team. They came on, Jay and, and a couple of his players, three of them. Uh, Leah Porath, Marty Paulson's granddaughter, did a great job for UW Oshkosh, multi-sport athlete. Talked about being from New London, 12 letters in high school, and then playing basketball at uh, Oshkosh. Our current electric superhero of the week, Sidney Reinhardt from Whitnell. Thank you so much, Josh Schaub. He's the commissioner of the American Association of Independent Baseball, and then AJ Vukovic. You know, Jeff, you haven't been uh, you haven't been the producer for my shows for a bit, so it's good to see you. Man, I'm tired. That that show's <laughs> all over the place, man. Yeah, it was great. Uh, Sydney was phenomenal. AJ, and then of course Josh Schaub as well. And you know, thanks to Wade Lebecki right yeah. at the jump. So. Cool. 
Great show, Mike. I forgot it's- about Wade. That's right. He jumped in because Jay's, Jay's game hadn't ended yet. Wade, sorry about that. Thank you so much for coming on. You know, it, it's funny, Jeff, because in the beginning of me doing this, I, I had a hard time adjusting, right? Because I had to have everything. Because I'm a sales guy. I'm not a real radio guy. Right. But the longer you do this kind of stuff, it was five to ten. I had I was thinking, man, we be, I better find somebody for that first segment. <laughs> and so I just kind of go on my phone and Wade is so kind with his time. And I wasn't sure about AJ because again, it's two hours late. And so I appreciate your nimbleness, if that's a word, on getting all these guests uh, all set ready to go. I'm here to make you look good, Mike. How'd you do? Uh, great. I think you look fantastic. <laughs> a boy. Hey, I appreciate it. That's the Polish pipe bomb right there. Thanks for listening, everybody. This is the Pick and Save. Wisconsin Baseball Coaches Association show presented by our friends at Pella Windows and Doors of Wisconsin on 1250 AM, The Fan.